This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, May 29th, 2022. Stay and wait. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Yeah, glorious day to be part of God's kingdom. Amen. 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 By the way, Carrie, reintroduce yourself. Just in case you forgot, the reason why I say this is this, if this is your first time here, we have had some other excellent messages for the last couple weeks. Um, actually, the last three weeks. But we're back. I'm Carrie Jones. And I'm Alan Jones still. And we are delighted to be with you today. And just in case you saw me like show Alan my phone, I'm so glad that our granddaughter's softball game just ended, so I don't have to watch it on Game Changer. And they won. And they won, yay. Harper's, you know, and some kids in our church, Gabby Azer, and they're all, so whew, now I can concentrate. So it's, um, it's so good to be back with you preaching this morning. I want to thank Amy and Peter for the powerful messages uh, while yes. we were gone. Well, we weren't gone. We were here, but yeah. Well, we were gone from here. Yeah. Yeah. And also to Terry Marianne Sammons, Tim and Crystal Snyder, as they share with us a glimpse of their American Indian background. Yeah. And to um, Carlton Parker, who, um, who led that discussion. Yeah. So earlier this month, before we went on hiatus, earlier this month, we were sharing some post resurrection Jesus encounters. And so today we'll share the last of that series. We are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for the opportunity to share your word found in, in your holy scripture. And Lord, may these words uh, prompt us to get tuned in and really connected to your Holy Spirit, to the direction that you provide us. And we thank you for this opportunity to share. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So in each of the gospel stories, you know, the stories of the good news of Jesus Christ that we find in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, there at the beginning of the New Testament, second part of the Bible. In each of those, Jesus commissions his followers. He gives his disciples their, their marching orders, the, tells them what to do next. In Matthew, we even call it the Great Commission, found in Matthew 28, 19. And here, we covered this a couple weeks ago, but just to, just to reiterate, here's what Jesus said. And, and say it with me, will you? This is what Jesus shared. Therefore... Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And what we find in the book of Mark is very similar. He, that's Jesus, said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. So we've looked at Matthew, and that was Mark. Let's take a look at what John says. His is similar as well. Again, Jesus says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, what's the rest? I am sending you. So in Matthew and Mark, Jesus tells the disciples to go. 
And in John, he says, I am sending you. Action, immediate action. The time has come when the disciples are called upon to share the good news in the world. In the world, Jesus is sending them and they are to go. And then we have the gospel, the story of the good news of Jesus written by Luke. Luke, a physician, a man who will accompany the Apostle Paul on many journeys, a man who many scholars believe to be the only Gentile or non-Jewish author in the Bible, a man who between his writing this gospel and the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, he is responsible for more pages than any other writer of the New Testament, according to a source I read. Check out the commissioning of the disciples according to this author, Luke. Luke 24, 48, 49. This is the New Living Translation. <clears throat> you are my witnesses of all these things, Jesus says. And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised. But, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. So here we have Jesus is sending, but in this case, it's not the disciples, it's the Holy Spirit. Not, and so he's sending the Holy Spirit just as he promised. It's what he said before he was crucified. He's sending the disciples, the Holy Spirit, to give them power, power from heaven, and the power that they will need to carry the gospel or the good news that he's alive out to the world to fulfill their assignment, the Holy Spirit that will be with them in their marching orders. But you might have noticed in that scripture, there is the word, but, but right there in the middle of the passage, but. Can you put that back up just so we can look at it? Yeah, do you see that in on the fourth one? But, but stay here, thank you so much. So when there's a but, we know that there's something that's more that needs to be said and it might be a little bit different than what was said before. You know, I, I am going here, but, you know, there's, it's always like a different side of a coin. I'm sending you the Holy Spirit, but what they're saying, what he's saying is it's not going to happen right away. It's not going to happen immediately. And so there's a change of direction when we hear the word, but, and the change of direction that Jesus is talking about is, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit, but stay until, <laughs> stay until they're like, what? But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Stay. Stay. Remain in the same place. Don't move. That's a tough word, isn't it? thinking back, thinking, when have I heard stay like um, as a kid? Time out. <laughs> we see that sometimes, don't we? We used that before. <laughs> yeah. Stay. Uh, if you're a teacher, I used to teach school long, long ago. 
stay after school because you got a detention. Stay. If any of you have dogs and had them trained, what's that real important word? Stay. Yeah. I don't know about you. I, I think most of us don't really enjoy having our movements curtailed, do we? I don't think so. Our, our freedom limited, our actions controlled. Most of us don't like this commandment to stay. I had some surgery last week, and by the way, thank you for all your prayers and inquiries as to how I'm doing. I'm doing great, thank you. Anyway, I had this surgery, and they gave me some Tylenol with coating for pain. Well, first of all, I don't really care for Tylenol because it doesn't do much for me. I don't know about the coating, but anyway, it's a narcotic. That means don't drive. <laughs> narcotic means don't drive. So when can I start driving, Doc? Well, when you come off the off the medication. So I was off the medication in two days because I wanted to drive. I had things to do. Ain't nobody got time for that, sitting around. I didn't want to stay, stay put, stay home. Is this I'm a nurse. This was really <laughs> tough to watch. Is this connecting with anybody here this morning? Does anybody else not enjoy staying? Anybody? Yeah, that's what I thought. Stay. And by the way, stay is a four-letter word. Don't forget that. It's a four-letter word. Well, so is wait. <laughs> First cousin to stay is wait. You know, we don't like to wait either. Staying, waiting. And in life, there is a lot of waiting, isn't there? Lots of waiting with God. There's a lot of waiting. In the Bible, there's a lot of waiting. And we find wait and its variation of that word, wait, 160 times in the New Living Translation of the Bible. And we find stay twice as often, 319 times. Mm. Wow. Stay and wait, they go hand in hand, and there's a lot of it. And even though we may not like it, staying or waiting, there are times when staying and waiting is important. Not only important, it's absolutely crucial, right? It's especially true with uh, the disciples as Jesus is prepping them for their assignments. And so he's sending the Holy Spirit, but not yet. It's not time. And so they have to stay, and they have to wait. Stay where they are in the city, in Jerusalem, and wait. And when the time is right, the Holy Spirit will fill them with power from heaven. And that's some serious power. And the thing is, we've got to always remember, who is it determines that, who determines when the time is right? God. God, of course. All things in God's time. We're reminded of that Old Testament scripture, Ecclesiastes 3.1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And you know who declares that, and it's God who decides what the season and what the timing is. And so Luke wrote the uh, book, Luke, but he also wrote Acts, A-C-T-S. So Luke and Acts are divided by the Gospel of John, but really it's a continuation. And the book of Acts is often called Acts of the Apostles because it tells us the story of the apostles 
those disciples, and disciples weren't just the 12, but the followers of Jesus out sharing to bring us to where we are today. And so Acts is like part two of Luke. And Acts, like Luke, is written uh, to a guy named Theophilus, which means friend of God, friend of God. As in the book of Acts, it picks up right where we left off in Luke. Did you know that? It's like it moves right on in. It actually overlaps a little bit. Luke shares at the beginning of Acts chapter 1 that Jesus presented himself to the disciples, giving them convincing proof that he was alive. So at the beginning of Acts, it, the resurrected Jesus is still here. Jesus has not ascended to heaven to be at the right hand of God the Father. And so there's this period where Jesus is, is walking and talking and continuing to prepare. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. On one occasion, while he, Jesus, was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Wow. It's this reiteration that Luke shared earlier. Jesus tells him not to leave Jerusalem. In other words, stay, wait. Wait for the gift that the Father has promised. Stay and wait. They go hand in hand. Shortly thereafter, the disciples asked Jesus when he is going to restore the kingdom of Israel. You see, they keep hoping for that earthly, David-like kingdom that Israel once knew. Even after the crucifixion of Christ, they're still hoping and expecting and waiting. They keep hoping. Jesus tells them it's not for them to know the times or dates that God the Father has set. And then he tells them this, Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and to, say it with me, the ends of the earth. And so the disciples did stay, and they did wait, and they did receive Holy Spirit power one day. And we're going to share about that next week. The day is called Pentecost, and it is like amazing, this story that we'll share next week. Mm. But here's the thing for us this morning. Staying and waiting involves something called patience. Say patience. Say it slowly. <laughs> patience. Yeah, patience. And they say patience is a virtue, whoever they are. Um, and, and, you know, they're right. They're right. A virtue is a good thing, a real good thing. You know, the trouble is we want patience and we want it now, right? Yeah, that's the challenge. Most of us... Let me rephrase it. How many of us are very good at being patient? It's 
what I expected. Oh, Sabina. Very good. I need to be with you. Because i got to put my hand down. I'm not real good at being patient. We're not real good at staying. We're not real good at waiting. Part of that, I think, is our human nature. Part of it's the culture we're surrounded by. There used to be a concept called deferred gratification. Anybody remember that word? It's, it's kind of ancient history now. Deferred gratification. That meant you didn't get everything you wanted right away. And there were things you waited for, and, you, uh, and the waiting helped you appreciate them even more. Wow. <clears throat> that concept's just about gone, isn't it? I mean, we have an instant gratification world. When, when you don't have the money for something, we, we don't save until we can afford it. We borrow it and get it now. We see something we like. We don't have to wait until the next time we're at the store and it carries it. Heck, I'm, I've been in a store. I saw something I liked, but it was a little too high. I went on Amazon and ordered it while I was in that store looking at it and had it delivered before I even got home almost. That's crazy. Get it before you, the day's even out sometimes. Isn't that incredible? I'm just wild. Now, COVID has disrupted some of our supply chains, right? And it's, once again, we have to wait sometimes for some things we want, but not too much. Patience is a virtue, but it's often missing in this virtual world we live in. We want things, we want them now, and more time than not, we can get them now. Yeah. Stay and wait. Stay and wait. Wait for the Holy Spirit. And that's as important today as it was 2,000 years ago. Alan was talking about the stuff and that instant gratification, but there are some things that are really difficult that we have to stay and wait for. Things that in our lives aren't quite shored up. Things uh, that we're waiting for, news that we're waiting to receive, uh, words that we might be waiting to hear. Um, when we're in certain places in our life and, and things are out of whack to stay and wait, it's really hard. Like, I tend to be a little bit impatient. Nobody agree with me right now because I know that you might have experienced that. I'm not gonna look at anybody, but, um, you know, it's so important for me and for all of us to just take a deep breath and stay and wait. Wait for the leading of the Holy Spirit. Wait for the prompting. Wait for, wait for the go. It's going to come because we can't stay and wait, you know, like we're paralyzed. But, but that staying and waiting is important time when we're taught things, when the Holy Spirit teaches us and maybe convicts us or talks to us. If, if I'm in the go, go, go mode, I can't hear. And it's in the stay and wait that sometimes it's not fun and it's pretty painful. But that stay and wait is so important. And we can trust, that's the thing, in our waiting to trust that God's timing is perfect in whatever God has in store for us. And so that staying and waiting can be a really good time as much as we might not want to be there. Mm. So there's a scripture we use frequently 
We use it because it speaks a strong message of hope and faith to us. Uh, the Lord spoke this message to the Hebrew people through the prophet Jeremiah. Did, did you share Jeremiah 29, 11 last week, Peter? That's what I thought. Yeah, we just shared last week. But it just, it just is so valuable here, and you'll see why in just a second. So Jeremiah 29, 11, God speaks through the prophet Jeremiah to the Hebrew people. And this way he says, he says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Boy, that's powerful, isn't it? The, the thing, though, is this. The part we usually don't include is the Scripture verse just prior to it. Jeremiah 29.10, and, and, and it's really important because it gives you a time frame for Jeremiah 29.11. Check out the verse just prior, 29.10. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon. Did you catch that? 70 years. It's a lifetime. I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to you. I'm sorry, my good promise to bring you back to this place. Seventy years. For I know the plans I have. Seventy years I have plans for you. Talk about staying and waiting. huh? And so this prophetic word from Jeremiah does not speak to the now, but it does speak to the wait. And it is, it is hard. And this is a, a great example where it's in the Lord's time, not the people's time. Can you imagine where they were at this point in their lives, the, the exiled people? I mean, how long, O oh Lord, how long do we have to be away from our home? And that's where they were at. But God's timing is something that it's just important to trust. And we don't know the mind of God. And I do know my, my go-to scripture is Exodus 14, 14. I will fight for you, says the Lord. You only need to be still. Okay, so when we're in the still and when we're in the wait, the Lord's doing all kinds of things and fighting for us. Mm. God's timing is always perfect, isn't it? Always perfect. We've used this before, but it's just such a, a good example of what we're talking about here. We, we purchased this land back in, I can't remember if it was 2007 or 2008, but it was a while back. Seven? Seven. 2007. And we've purchased it not as a long-term investment, but we were planning on putting something up here very shortly thereafter. We were tired of paying rent. We felt God calling us to, to do something. Time had come. Go. So we purchased the land, and 10 minutes after we signed the papers, the economic, I'm just kidding about that, but the, the economy tanked, the worst tanking since, I believe, 1929. Not exactly the time to uh, ask people to 
sacrificially give to put a building on the land when they were sometimes lucky to put food on the table and pay their mortgage, right? Yeah, tough economic time. You know, if we'd known that I was on, we probably wouldn't have purchased the land at that time. That's how God works, doesn't he? He doesn't give you the whole picture. He gives you what you need, and what we needed was to buy that land at that time. Um, here's a real important thing. We listen to God. We put this building up. Is that 11 years later? His timing, not ours. Thank the Lord, you know. You know, we try to listen to God. Hopefully, we get it right more often than not. I'm not going to say we listen and we are right on with God every single time. We're, we're, not, that, we're, not, that, we're not that good. And, 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 and when we felt God calling us to make a move, we've made a move. And when we felt God calling us to stay and wait, we stayed and waited. And here's the thing. It's been really cool to watch in the 20-plus years that we've been in existence. We've had the opportunity to watch God in action, and we constantly are reminded that God's got it under control. Amen? God's got it under control. All we have to do is listen carefully. Stay and wait till we hear from God, from God's Holy Spirit, and then move with the power of that Holy Spirit and move in the direction God's moving us. Amen? Amen. So stay and wait. That's where the disciples were, where we meet them in this uh, passage in Acts. And it had to be hard, and that's true for us. Staying and waiting is not easy, but God is doing something, and God might be preparing us. God would... There's no might to it. God is preparing us. God is speaking during that time. How do we know? Well, what do we do? Because who likes that time? And that's the time to spend, to use that time as a gift, to spend more time in devotion, more time reading, searching the scriptures, more time praying, more time being in small group, because God's going to use it and um, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss what God's trying to say when we're in that stay and wait time. I have a sense that right now, that's where I am personally, that stay and wait. And it doesn't feel great, but it is what it is. And I know that God's going to show me some things that I need to learn about myself. And that's true for all of us. Stay and wait and um, trust that God is before us, behind us, and all around us. Mm. Jeremiah 29, 10 and 11. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you, Plans to give you hope and a future. God isn't just speaking to the people of Israel here. He's speaking to you and me. 
plans to prosper you, not harm you, hope and a future. The only question is, can we be patient enough to stay and wait for God to deliver? I have that relationship that you've been wanting, God says, but not yet. Can you stay and wait? (laughs) I got that job that's perfect for you, but it's not, things aren't quite lined up yet, and you're not quite ready for it. Can you be patient? Can you stay and wait? Man, have I got some church work for you. (laughs) And I'm going to give you the tools you need. I'm going to give you the talent. I'm going to give you the spiritual gifts you're going to, but it's not quite yet. You're not quite ready. Situation, can you stay and wait? Can you be patient? I'm going to send you, heck, it might be Middletown. It might be Newcastle County. It might be Duff. It might be to the ends of the earth. Because we got work to do, God says. We got to share this good news of Jesus Christ. But you got to be a little patient. You got to trust me, God says, because Things aren't quite lined up for what I've got planned for you. Doesn't mean you just sit on your hands. We got work for you to do. But I also have plans for you to prosper you, not to harm you. The question is, though, can you be patient? The question is, can we trust the Lord enough to stay and wait? Do we trust God enough to stay and wait? That's the question we want to leave you today with. Do you trust God enough to stay and wait for the Holy Spirit to give you what you need for what God has planned? That's the good news. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Most holy God, wow, uh, not good at waiting, not good at staying, not good at being patient, but Lord, please give us what we need to do those things. Please help us to trust you. And know that you've got everything under control, Lord. You're in charge. Please help us to never forget. Please help us to learn to stay and wait so that we can share your good news of Jesus Christ here, there, (laughs) even to the ends of the earth, Lord. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.